Welcome to Over the Hump. It's your midweek podcast on hot topics and current events. Today we're talking about anything that relates to school. Summer's over. Finally get them badass kids out the pool and into a classroom. Uh, today I got with me Oz, my teammate, and Brittany. Uh, Brittany, go ahead and introduce yourself first. Farmer, like Humphrey already said. Um, oh, wait, I don't know if you said it. I'm sorry. I go to Concordia, Chicago. I'm a senior. Uh, yeah, that's all. All right, what's your major? What's your major? Psychology with a minor in women and gender studies. Shit. All right, Oz, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, what's good? It's your boy, Oz. And, uh, I don't even know what else to say. It's your boy, Oz. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Listeners, Austin was it was my my football teammate. This dude was standing strong, four <laughs> eleven. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what in God's name is happening, <laughs> bro? Austin will sneak and run a post route, and all of a sudden the quarterback just bombing it, so you don't even know who on the field, and this little guy catches it, and this nigga in the end zone. <laughs> It was wild. I was like, hey, look, we... It was crazy because like they used to have me listed on the website like at five six and like one hundred sixty pounds. I'm like, look, if I ain't, I ain't a threat to nobody. All right, y'all don't got to boost my stats. Right, that's just now you doing too much. Keep it, keep it, keep me low profile. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. It's just a regular guy. Don't you don't gotta boost me up. I ain't the one to be worried about anyway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Man, all right, so we're talking about going back to school and stuff. I think I'm going to start out with um, the younger people, uh, like high school seniors and juniors, you know, looking at colleges right now. If you had a message to your younger self or if you have a message for, you know what I'm saying, maybe even your little brother, whoever you want this message to be for, what would you say to someone who's looking to go to college? You know, what what is your biggest message or are there several messages that you have for someone? Any one of y'all can start, Brittany or us. Um, I can go ahead and start. I would say that it's very important to, like, actually thoroughly search the website of the school and, like, get the percentages percentages of, like, um, students and the type of ethnicities that are there. Because I did not do that for my college, and I talked to my um, advisor and, like, a recruiter and everything, and they promised me, you know, Concordia is going to be extremely diverse and that it's just going to be a fun time. And I got here only to find out that the percentages of African-Americans on my campus actually 1.2%. So I really stand out like a sore thumb on this campus. And, you know, I don't mind it. However, you do, I feel like, you kind of put yourself at a disadvantage when you don't know these things, mm-hmm. off, like, off the back. So I would definitely say, like, please research the school, like, effectively and take – do not take, like, the recruiter's words as, like, you know, legit. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm struggling with my words right now. But, you know, yeah, you just have to do the research for yourself and don't just listen to what they're telling you because they just sound like – the story they just in it to get the money like as the sound a lot of these schools don't exactly care if you're there or not they just trying to make a check they just see your name and see dollar signs so 
you have to look out. Um, look up stuff for yourself. Yeah, that's facts. That is facts. It's real shit. It's real spiel. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm probably gonna make a, a bunch of different points here, but I would feel like coming from high school, I don't want you to come in with this predetermined idea that you gotta go to college. Like, yeah. go to college if you have. To, if you, I feel like you only go to college for real if you got the plan. If you already know, all right, this is what I want to be, and this is the school or schools that can get me to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's no point of going to college when you don't have that idea fully thought through. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you're just wasting time and money, which are, you know, money you can get back the time. Boy, I tell you, you that's some shit I wish I could have back. So I feel like that's one thing you should always just consider is, do I even want to go to university or what do I even want to go to college for? And once you get that outline, then you, you, you know, you research everything like, you know, like Britt said, and like, you just fully understand that like, this is a, this is the real deal. This is a real commitment. Like some guys are going to be cool to you, but you really got to give it to all and pay attention and make sure you, you take it seriously because it's not a game out here in this world when it comes to uh, going to college and fucking around. Right. Yeah, I just, don't, don't go on the debt for nothing. Make sure you go on for a reason. If you're going to go, I feel like if you're going to go to college and go, like, um, un- as undeclared, don't do it. Just wait yeah. until you figure out what you want to do because this shit is expensive. It's like, expensive. And it's like, I feel like you should just take, like, go to CC Rock. Go to community, local college, get your prereqs out the way. That way, at least you see, you feel like, all right, I kind of like college because it's completely different than high school. It's not the same at all. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more laid back, but it can get intense on you real quick. So you, you know, if you don't really know what you're doing, go to a CC, chill out, relax. You know, try to try to understand yourself and your mind, and then apply yourself to a college. Yeah, the um the biggest thing for me when I uh was looking for colleges. Well, I mean, I think it's different as an athlete, but anyone looking for a college, you definitely can't fall for the for the brochure. You know what I'm saying? Definitely don't fall for the don't fall for the website. Don't fall for it. Yeah, yeah. Colleges are not what they hype themselves up to be, and that's really what it is. They hyping themselves up. They're gonna say we're gonna do X, Y, Z, T, and one, two, three for you, but they really once you get there. <laughs> You're there and you're stuck unless you got that shit written in paper. Nothing is guaranteed, my dude. Um, and it, no one is chasing your ass to go to class. You know what I'm saying? No one is. You you have to be your own accountability partner, and, and that's the biggest transition from high school to college. Is you you make hard decisions by yourself. Whether you're gonna go to class, whether you're gonna enroll in something, whether you're gonna join something, whether you're gonna leave something. These are this is the period where you make your first. Uh, critical decisions that are life altering. You know what I'm saying. So, uh, high school, uh, very important. Uh, and also, like you're an athlete, I feel like if you're an athlete mm-hmm. and you're not one of these like big time Division One dudes, you know, look at that Plan B. Don't don't go all in because I I know the dream. You know what I'm saying. Right. I most definitely know the hope. I know the dream playing in the big leagues and doing what you want to do. But, like, college really going to show you that you really not – got to start being realistic about, you know, ideal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying – don't try to go to the league, but I'm also saying – Be realistic. Get that ready. Yeah, don't just go free-falling down, you know, 
Yeah, man. Be real with the kids. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, don't get <laughs> fucked up. All right. Multiple ways. There's more ways in this world to be fucked up than this to not be. Make sure you on the ways of not being fucked up, man. Right. Yeah. So I feel like you got to prioritize it, too. Because I was recruited for track, actually. Mm-hmm. And then after my sophomore year, I realized, you know, my love for the sport wasn't the same. And I wasn't really building the dynamic of the team. So I ended up quitting. And it's just like, I feel like being in college, it's when you kind of have to make those tough decisions. Because I ran cross country all four years in high school. And I came to college and was like, this shit dead. Like, this ain't for me no more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it's like it's like all right. I I would want to play this sport, but it's like man, you start getting that avenue. Like, what's gonna be after this? Like, what's post? Yeah, I'm yeah. playing football. Or what's post? I'm playing volleyball and track. It's like nothing. So, am I wasting time? And like I just said, you don't have a lot of time. So you might as well just quickly figure out. Like, all right, either I'm gonna go all in or you know just do just do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, you gonna know what's best for you once you get in a situation. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, as an athlete, what was your okay? Your, your your freshman year, you chose your college, and what was your biggest letdown when you got there? Brittany, you, you, you already said it was, it was diversity, right? Ain't <laughs> no black people here. I'm out here struggling. Right. What's well, so important about having black people there? I mean, like people, you know, what I'm saying like sometimes people get tired of like the race card and like always talking about black and white this, but. What was it that's so important about having a black, you know, other black students there uh, for you that, um, you know, really let you down? I guess it would be unfair for me to say black in general. However, I'm just going to put a lot of emphasis on that mm-hmm. because being a black woman stri- striving to go into the working field, it's like when you look up and see all of the uh, people in the upper echelon of like administrators are none of them look like you or even have like a touch of color to their skin it's kind of like damn is this really where i need to be right now right. and you know even for um i'm president of a black student union at my school and i've Ooh. done like research stuff and made proposals and gave them to the president and, you know just like you know there are studies that prove that when students have teachers and like um and administrators and who look like them. Uh, yeah, administrators that look like them, it does show, like, a change in their academic um, grades and, like, all this other good stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, even as far as having a person to relate to or having a person to talk to, because I have walked into a couple of my classrooms and literally the only colored person in there, mm. and then they ask these, like, thought-provoking questions about, like, anything related to race, and then you have people that say stupid shit like, well, I think the black student union shouldn't be a thing because there's no white student union and then you look at them like really like that's what the kkk for if you're really trying to get into that you know (laughs) i don't know it's just really important to go i personally think it's extremely important to have diversity on a campus so you don't have like these closed-minded and like biased thoughts you know because if you're only surrounded by people who only look like you and think like you then how are you going to do anything great for the world because that's how you end up with people like trump as a damn president so it's like you need to have that diversity no matter if it's related to like ethnicity or race or whatever you want to call it or like gender and sexuality like there needs to be diversity in everything because how else can we be great Man, I think that that was, I'm glad you really said all that, like enough has been said right there, but um, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, um, when you have 
when you have administrators, faculty, professors, um, and even students who who somewhat look like you, you, you create a little bit more of a safe haven. You've never seen right. you've never seen a white person feel uncomfortable at a university or be very, very vocal about their level of uncomfortability because um, with the issue of I don't have no one that, you know, identifies with me or I can't I can't relate to my professor or I can't go talk to him, you know what I'm saying? But for me that was um, after I founded the Black Student Union at my university and a lot of different struggles came about, um, there was I was limited to who I could go and talk to about it. You know, other black students who may have not even uh, wanted me to fight that fight or, uh, you know, they're like, Humphrey, you're making it difficult on yourself uh, or uh, a black professor who would have advised me on how to be more strategic and more political and what I wanted to achieve. I didn't have that. So the 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 inconveniences that I endured could have been, you know, basically bypassed if I had someone there. Um, or even if they thought that that was important to have there, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes even administrators as high and mighty as they think they are, as revered and, and, and accomplished as they are, they don't know shit when it comes to, you know, um, creating a safe campus for everyone, a welcoming campus for everyone and not just, you know what I'm saying, their majority. That's true. That's my best because, like, just school in general, it's like, especially if you go to like a school that's majority white people, you always just feel like the teacher don't get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just feel like they're not really going to try to relate the subject matter to you, and it's just hard for you to even understand it. It's like even when you like got the other black dude in the class, y'all both, you know, y'all sitting next to each other. Or it's just one of them things where it's like you you usually gonna get picked last in a group assignment because. Yeah, you pick the dudes around you, but who really is like trying to pick one black dude in the class? When they, it's just easier. I mean, it's just naturally easier for people to adjust to people that they are similar to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to be, they, you know, I'm not saying that people are just completely racist at white schools, but it's just it's harder for somebody to really feel comfortable. So being yeah. some is like a major key in a lot of like circumstances when it comes to coming to different or going to different universities and picking out which ones is right for you. Um, like a lot of that stuff, you you know, you would know. Mm-hmm. That's another thing about going to college. You gotta pick. You gotta um. You gotta look at me. You guys like going to tour. You know what I'm saying? Shit, the tour like, don't tell you nothing. The tour, I mean, sometimes the tour. The tour don't tell you nothing. Sometimes, look, sometimes I feel like they so damn strategic with the tour. They'll schedule the tour when there is the least amount of black people on campus, or something, bro. It's like. Summer where there's practically no one here, bro. That shit. Man, the tours not I'm tell you shit. You, go to U of M, bro. you hear about U of M? Like you know the Ann Arbor area. Like like it was different for us. We went to Congo, so it was more like we was playing on the football team. So yeah. it was like yeah, it's gonna be some black dudes on the football team. Of course. But like you was just like an average student at U of M, and you black, you kind of already get the idea of like, all right, this Ann Arbor. It's like upper echelon white people land. <laughs> We're on white man land. <laughs> no. So it's, it's already just a no, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes no you don't know. Sometimes you really don't know. It, it can't be like, I just want, I really want to go here. You know So like even, I, I can be fooled at a place like Texas. You know what I'm saying? You go to the University of Texas, you can assume like, oh, Texas, there's got to be some black people down there. But it's like, no. Don't be fooled. No, it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, don't fall for it. Um, I, I would say they... 
And this isn't just like a, a predominantly white school issue. This, or, or a public or private school issue, you know what I'm saying? Like this, in terms of making campuses, you know, really welcoming for everyone, I think everybody has about that issue. It is specifically like, I think on the, no one parallels the struggles of like lack of black people at a PWI, but then some people would be like, well, shit, why don't you go to an HBCU? Or or they or people who attend HBCUs currently will also say that you'll find some of the same issues at an HBCU where um, you know you still can identify with a professor or you have your disagreements with administrators. But I think just just for the sake of that argument, I think you know every everywhere is going to have their struggle, and, and what you experience, you're trying to perfect the experience for someone to come after you at your university just to address that, because I had that question written down from someone else. Um, but, I mean, I agree with that, but I still feel like at an HBCU, you're less likely less likely to run in issues that are race-related. And I feel like that's where the difference lies, because, of course, no university is perfect, and every university is going to have its issues. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like you definitely will experience more race-related issues going to a PWI, because I've had a girl t- tell me before... Oh, Brittany, I know you don't like cheese pizza, but you can just put some hot sauce on it. Like, who says shit like that? What? Like, you know, go to HBCU and somebody say some shit like that to you. Literally only happens at a PWI. Okay. 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 Yeah. Hold on. Oh, you got it? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, stuff like that probably will only happen at a PWI, right? Yeah. But that's the world, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are, we are, as black people, are going to come across some racist or wild bullshit just like that in the in the world outside of college. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to a meet and they're gonna be like, oh, uh, awesome. You don't want you wanna listen to Jay Z? Like, nah, bro, I don't wanna listen to Jay Z right now. I wanna <laughs> listen to whatever the fuck I want to, but not Jay Z because I'm black. Jay Z because I want to, not just because I'm black. <laughs> right. Shit like that happens and and being at a PWI at least it's like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? It's not like the diversity is now like because the one of the main things about going to a PWI is, like, they say, you go for the diversity, but you are the diversity. But it's like, I mean, you get to experience how these white people really think about people like us. You know what I'm saying? It's like an eye-opening experience on both sides. And, you know. I do I do have to say it has been, it has been beneficial uh, being in these circumstances for my growth, personally. It's like... Just like you say, like that bullshit that you see in college in terms of lack of diversity or lack of like open mindedness, it is there in the corporate world. It's there in the real world. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it might trigger you to think back in terms of like, oh shit, I encountered you my junior year. How you doing, John? <laughs> How you doing, John? I remember you from sophomore year, nigga. Yeah. But but it really does help with growth. However, sometimes I would I, I I appreciate my experience because it helped me grow and I am the man who I am right now, right? But I would have preferred I guess the road um that was less bumpy. I mean just just to be quite frank. Because I mean I can agree with that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I, I I wouldn't have wanted to, you know, struggle with the issues of, you know, professors or them grading me more harsher or you know what I'm saying I I wouldn't have I don't prefer that um and I wouldn't wish that on anyone however I appreciate my experience I understand the process that I went through 
to get what I got. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate. I appreciate. Like that was. You feel like that was beneficial to yourself, like. That's the only way I could look at it, and, and, and so that I won't be mad every day. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah, so I won't be because college is only about the experience. It's not about education because you can get education anywhere. You can get education at home, online. You know what I'm saying? If you really diligent, you can get it for free online. You can get it for cheaper at a community. You can get it anywhere. But the experience—that's what you're paying for. The reason why I chose Concordia was because I wanted to have my college football experience at that university. I could have chose four other universities that offered me scholarships. But, you know what I'm saying? But for me to have my experience tarnished and made, you know, made more difficult, that that's not what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? That's all college is about, having a good experience. And if I'm not having a good experience, then you're wasting my money. You know what I'm saying? I feel like um how do I put this? I went to a very big high school and it was extremely diverse. Like my Spanish teacher was Asian. That's how like diverse my high school was. So for me when I came to Concordia, it was kinda like a culture shock almost because I came here again like with the expectation that it was a diverse campus because that's what I told. Mm-hmm. However, I feel that it's still like do you want to go ahead and go with what they're saying and like, you know, just call it a harsh reality because I can honestly say what I've experienced here are things I've never experienced in my life. Like there are so many times I call my mom like in tears because I'm literally looking at her like it's 2017 or like 16 or whatever the year was. Mm-hmm. Why am I still having to deal with this? Cause, like, I've been labeled the mad black woman. I've been told that I walk around with, like, a, a stained look on my face. And I'm just looking at them like, nah, like, I just don't like y'all. Like, I'm don't not fuck mean. with you. I'm actually a very nice person if you actually talk to me. And then even by supervisors, I've been told that I have a very, um, what's the word he used? He said I have a very direct personality. And I just looked at him like, okay, and you saying that to really say what exactly? <laughs> Bro, they don't understand how they create the circumstances that put, you know what I'm saying, that put us in these slumps or, you know what I'm saying, that, yeah, that change our attitudes. They, they did it. They say some off-the-wall stuff to you and look at you crazy when you look at them and say, who the hell is you talking to? Right. And see, a lot of these people, they come from, they don't have any experience with black people either, especially at the concordance. You can None. tell they just like, They've only been around white people. They've only, like, known how to talk and respond and just appreciate other white people. So when they do see, like, a person of color, they just feel like, they on one side, they feel like, oh, yeah, let's let's keep it a, a civil conversation. But on the other side, they just feel like, like, yeah. like how can I get, get my, my white ideas across from him? It's like, I really want to, I really want to debunk, <laughs> debunk the myth where, first of all, it is true for the listeners that some white people have never seen black people outside of TV. Some people yeah. need to know that. I mean, yeah. so like, so when we say, yeah, so when we say like that white people don't know how to interact, we're not talking about like the regular white people at your high school, the regular white people, you know what I'm saying, that you see every day. We're talking about the niggas that come from small town communities, the one that stay in that close knit. I've been in a Catholic school all my life or I've been in a Lutheran school all my life. And I've only had one black friend, and they were light skinned You know what I'm saying? And not to not to discredit light skinned people, but when I say light skinned I mean like 
I had a a, a white mom or, or a white or a white dad. One of my parents were white, and so I was privileged enough to go to this type of school um, and be isolated from maybe urban cities, you know, more cultured areas or something like that. Uh, yeah, so, Dating or eight or some shit like that. You know? Right, so there there will be there are really folks who have never you know what I'm saying uh, they they don't know how to interact with people of various you know uh, ethnic backgrounds or different walks in life and so that and that's what college is for if if you if you're able to make it through college it shows that okay um, to some people it will show you still got to do some you still got to do some uh, investigating but. It shows to some people that, okay, he was able to work in groups, collaborate. You know, you assume that you do these things in college. You have group projects with people of various backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? You were able to talk to Vashti, Humphrey, uh, Bimbatu, Ling Ling. You know what I'm saying? You were able to talk to all these people, collaborate, pass the classes, all that stuff. You, you were supposed to, at least, have done that, depending, especially depending on what type of university you went to. Uh, a bigger, predominantly white university or a big-time HBCU, you know what I'm saying? You would have collaborated with people, met people, uh, hopefully crossed minds and talked about different ideas uh, and went back and forth in intellectual conversations and debates, you know, about thought process or whatever, you know what I'm saying, that challenged you to think for the better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, shit. But, I yeah. Just now, coming uh, becoming diverse. Just now. I know. Say like it's. I'll say in general, from my perspective, I do think black women have came far than like where we used to be. However, we, I still feel like we still get treated as second class citizens. Mm. So it's like we still don't have those same privileges like a white woman have, or even like just a man in general. Like I'm black. And on top of that, I'm a woman, so automatically I'm, like, shot down, like, two times. All right, so I got a question. So which side of the fight would you fight? Would you fight on the feminism side or a part of, like, the black nationalism side? I I love both of them because at the end of the day, I'm still a woman and I'm still black. I'm not – I feel like it will be 
Um, Which one do you feel like hinders you more, though? The fact that you're a woman or the fact that you're black? The mm. fact that I'm black. So would you want to fight more on that side, right? Well, yeah, if you put it that way. Because I, I usually always have, like, this confusion. Because I understand you, you, you and a person can fight in multiple fights, you know what I'm saying? There's no issue in that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people try to fight so many fights that they almost get, like, caught up. Because it, it gets to a fact where, like, and I'm, I'm sorry, this is, like, going way off what we're supposed to be talking about. No, you but, like, especially when it comes with, like, black women, they, like, fight the feminism fight. And it's, like, white women kind of don't even really, not really trying to fuck with people like about uh diversity earlier Brittany uh, I guess we're still talking about it but just to go back a little bit with your um Asian teacher speak uh she she taught Spanish right that's what you said yeah okay his name was Professor Chu do you believe <laughs> wait what Professor My Chu name was Professor Chu or oh. Mr. Chu I should say oh Mr. Chu okay um <laughs> 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 nah, um, it's not a racist podcast. What was his first name? Was it Ha? Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ha Chu. Um, bless you. What was your name again? <laughs> no, you look cool as hell, though. Like, I actually learned, like, you know. I just don't really care to learn a lot of language at this point in my life because I'm too busy. But I legitimately learned like some Spanish in his class. Not even gonna lie, like he was great. Definitely shout out to you, uh, Mr. Chu. I don't know if he's still at Beverly High School, but you know he was super dope. Man, we shouting out high schools and shit. Well, shout out to Willow Ridge High School, home of the uh, <laughs> Mighty Eagle Band. You know what I'm saying, Mo City Texas. <laughs> Fuck I'm, not, my I'm not big on school. Which surprising that I'm on this episode, but I am definitely not big on like school like that. Yeah. Nah, my high school, my high school is pretty lit. Not gonna lie. Um. All right. So my question was, uh, do you feel like he was out of place teaching Spanish? You know. Because sometimes, sometimes, let me give you context. Yeah, I feel like there's a fine line with that. Because, you know, I feel like 
equate it to the same as like a white person teaching a slave narratives class. Bro, so, you stole my whole wow. Go ahead, man. You stole. Yeah, when you put it, when you put it into that context, kind of like you're walking a fine line of it. I can just say from my experience with him teaching me Spanish at the time, like you know, I was like what 15, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, oh, this is so cool. Like this man, not even like no, got no, that doesn't have any Hispanic bone in his body, but he's teaching me Spanish. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was definitely extremely fluent in it, and he was able to actually teach it to me okay so i guess i mean even well actually now that i'm thinking about it i personally think that it may be time for like a culture shift almost and i feel like the the only way for us to fully like um how am i trying to say this without like it's kind of weird um the only one of the ways I think we can move forward is if we move, remove ourselves from this ideology that only a certain person can teach a certain class, if that makes sense. Okay, I hear that. And and the reason I brought that up <clears throat> was because uh, I had a, I took an African-American studies class. The proper name of the class was African-American Culture and Reality, all right? Right. The first time, I, I took it twice. The first time I took it, no, I didn't fail. (laughs) I'm a fail. (laughs) You're hilarious. No, I didn't fail. The reason why I took it twice was the first time I took it and I I, I got an A minus in the class. Uh, I think I turned the paper in late. So that's the minus. (laughs) Or or the A's, you know, it's us. (laughs) No, the first time I took it, um, it was a black professor. And I thoroughly felt that everyone in the class, including me, learned more was able to converse about things and, and was truly like educated and like appreciated the class. We went to, you know, the, Af- uh, the African-American museum in Detroit. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of professors, they'll, they'll take you to places, but she just really, it really, you know, it hit home. You know, it was, she was passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was a great class all in all. The second time I took it, the reason why I had to take it again, they said I wasn't registered. Now, I spent the whole, every Thursday night, night class, I was there. You know what I'm saying? After football practice, I'm there, dirty, stinky, couldn't take a shower. I'm in her class. She tried to even advocate for me and say, no, Humphrey was there. He was registered. He was on my list. Um, He needs credit for the class. But, you know, Concordia hugged me as they did several times. That's what Concordia do best. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> said I wasn't registered. So the second time I took it was with uh, an, a white Italian lady. And and it was a total shift. She read from the same book we used, the first time I took it, she used that book, but all we did was read from it. And she would be like, yeah, so <clears throat> this is what the book says. Uh, that's what black people go through. And, I'm, and, and then they would always look at me like, you know, for clarification... <laughs> <laughs> she, they look at me for clarification. I'll be so annoyed every time I'm in that fucking class, and it's because I would—I I don't mind clarifying something, but at a certain point, I began to teach the class because sometimes she would have some shit wrong, and sometimes you know, you, she could talk about facts, but reality—you know what I'm saying? The the name of the class is African American uh, Studies or African American Culture and Reality. She cannot talk about my reality and my experience. She's not a- right. equipped to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, an a- a Asian person teaching a language, cool. You can teach on facts. 
You can, you know what I'm saying? If she wanted to teach African-American history, you could teach facts. You can tell me what the facts are. My culture and my reality, you cannot speak on. You are not thoroughly immersed in that. So why do you feel you are qualified to talk about that? Yeah, I feel like stuff like that is, that's a gift. Because, like, anybody can teach English, anybody can teach a language. You know, you really, we all can learn a language, and if we feel like we know it good enough, we can go out there and teach other people about it. Right. When you're teaching, when you're teaching experiences, like you said, that's what, you, that's what people go to college for, as what you pay for. When you're teaching experiences like that, it's hard to convey the message that you are giving me the truth when you do not even kind of relate to the truth. Like even the truth being like, and I'm not saying like, she could have been like, oh, yeah, you know, I dated a black guy, you know, so I, I kind of know. It's like, <laughs> even if I dated a black guy, you know, you know it's like, you know, you don't kind of know. But even at the same time, with stuff like that, I feel like even with like African American studies courses, it's almost based on the instructor you have. You know what I'm saying? You like, have to you be black, a, period. Say you get a quote unquote Uncle Tom type dude teaching the class. Bro. Or are you really going to get the same experience or even get the same, yeah, like he went to Duke or something like that. Did you really get the same experience as a dude who went to UNLP and I teach in the class? Probably not, you know what I'm saying? Bro, you they have to, different. who knows like, if, they really, if they really vetting the teacher for, you know, how equipped they are. Just because I'm black or just because I did my dissertation in fucking black blah 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 does not mean I, I'm qualified. Like, I, th- I, I really like that. You got your heart got to be like in that. In that shit. It's and don't affect so many people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like not only that, you're giving your experience to other people. Exactly. Because you know, a lot of people take African American stuff like, like you didn't be black people, but it also be white people, and they can get any idea that you portray to them. You know Jesus. what I'm saying? Any people say to a white person about black people, they damn near spit that shit out like verbatim. They, they think that's the truth. For real. And my boy had a hip-hop music class, you know what I'm saying? Like a class based on music. And like mm. they got to like a hip-hop chapter. I've heard about that. It wasn't black. But it's like, she still gave it her all, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's almost like, how much can she tell me about hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Right. But she could give her, her interpretation of what she felt about it, you know? But she also left the class open to their own feelings and opinions about it, you know? Yeah. Sure. It's, it's, it's almost like one of those type of situations where it's like, she got to give it, if she wasn't giving it her all, she was like holding it in, or she was unsure, it's like, why did that guy even got you doing this? And then he just took my money for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we, we, we've talked about, you know, colleges and our experience, but and for the most part, it's been somewhat negative or it's really not negative, but it's like, it was a reality. It's a reality check. And it's like, man, I really should have game planned or, you know, college is not, uh, is not something to just fuck around with. You know what I'm saying? Not, not something you don't just waste time and stroll the hallways like you did in high school. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're not just passing time. Uh, you have to be diligent. Um, so it could sound negative. So, you know, for the listeners, I really want to uh, let, let's switch to um, a more positive, quote unquote, side. Like, what what are the positives um, that you see that, or that you got from your university that you're getting if you're still in it? Uh, where do you want to go? No, yeah, I went first on another question. You can go. Um, well, all right, Dan. I feel like 
you gonna go listen like relieving thoughts about college is like I'm an adult now, you know? Yeah. It's it's my it's my world. You really get the sense that every decision you make really impacts you. And and you just you're in complete control of everything you do. If you don't wanna go to class, you don't gotta go to class. If you wanna sit in the back of the class, you can sit in the back, you can sit in the front, you can take whatever class you want, or you know, you just do what you wanna do. And I feel like that that feeling of just being in control of your own destiny, that's something that's real. I feel like that's something that goes underneath the water of like your college experience. Like that feeling of just releasingness that you're you're on your own, you're doing what you want to do, you live how you want to live, and it feels good. Um, well, for me, I feel like coming from a, a home where I was extremely sheltered. I'm the only girl of two boys, and I'm a preacher's daughter. So for me, it was kind of just like damn, this is what it's like to be free. And I made so many bad decisions. Like, oh my God. And I feel like being in college helped me to make those bad decisions now. So when I'm like 30 or like 25, I know better. So I'm not going to make those bad decisions, you know? And I feel like being in college, you have more time to like discover yourself, discover your likes, your dislikes. Like you really be able to like say, this is me. This is who I am, you know? Like you're becoming you. So I feel like going to college, you definitely walk out a new person. You change, you're more mature, and you're, like, ready for the world. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people go to college and just turn into whole different people also. Yeah, it's, it's like, like hey, It's like, who, you know, you nowhere near the same person that I once witnessed. Even, like, in the same week. Like, I've seen people change who they was that spent two weeks. Like, damn, bro, you were just this, like, a week ago. Yeah. This is how I'm living now. You the change that you saw in your friend, was it a positive change or a negative change? I mean, who, who am I to judge somebody on changes? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. go however you want to go. You feel like what you're doing in your life is very beneficial to you. You know, if you smoke a lot of weed and you feel like, hey, you know, this is what I like to do. This is just how I live. That's just how you live, man. And I hope you keep living. As long as you're doing what you feel like you're doing, mm-hmm. it's right for you. Who am I to judge? I can't. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, for me, the positive. Shit. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a weird thing. It is like some positives, but it's like. It's not necessarily negative to college. It's just like it's life. It's life, know? yeah, yeah. Negative makes sense. No. Yeah. made us become who we are today. So I just embrace them because I wouldn't be the burden I am right now if it wasn't for all of those negatives. Yeah. Man, I feel like that's a part of the experience too, bro. You can't these negatives so you can come up a better person, man. Because the world is negative. The world is it's some shit. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. hard. Uh, I, I, I can't, guess. You know, that's a good point. Um, my genuine, my genuine uh, uh, positive is that um, you have something to be proud of at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? At the end of your journey, you have you have a piece of paper that you really worked hard for, and that paper is not really it's symbolic. The paper doesn't give you your your self worth. It's symbolic to all the things you you went through at that institution. You know what I'm saying? Um, Nevertheless, you prevail. You, yeah, you prevail, you know what I'm saying? Because people enroll and they'll stop. And they stop for various reasons. Maybe because life hit them. Maybe because, you know, family, whatever, life um, hit them somehow. 
Um, and you can't you can't judge them upon why they stopped. But for the people who finished and were able to finish and were privileged enough to finish, because there is a sense of privilege. Um, it is a type of privilege from finishing college. Not everybody could do it. Um, uh, you have you have something to be proud of, especially as a minority. And I'm not just gonna say black, but especially well, especially as a student of color, you have you have something to be proud of. Um, uh, that you can hang your head, you know, you can hang your hat on. You know what I'm saying? I have something under my belt. I have a degree. I have two degrees. Um, or I, I came out with a, a bachelor's and a master's, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. Uh, so, like, for me, I think I realized I realized how proud I was. Yeah, no, not, not to brag. But I realized how proud I was um, when I realized my accomplishment when my coworker uh, I got a new job at, at this um, Fortune Five, and my coworker, my my coworker, yeah, not the brand. <laughs> I ain't rich, bro. I got bills. <laughs> not, but my coworker, like he, he didn't go to college, and sometimes that. I mean, in, in, in my position, in my position, sometimes experience exceeds education. But I mean, for him, luckily, you know what I'm saying? He, for him, luckily, he was already working there for a while. And they just was like, hey, why don't you try this out? But not to knock him because he he knows what he knows. He's good at it. He's good at what he does. Um, and that's where his value comes from. But when he was talking to me about college, I could see how uncomfortable he was. And it's a white guy. I could see how uncomfortable he was and scared he was of like, um, you know, not knowing what college is like, he was like, "So, what well, was it difficult?" And I'm, I'm texting on my phone. We were driving to a meeting. I'm texting on my phone, I'm laughing. I'm like, "Hard, nigga. Can you copy and paste? All right. Well, you can pass. If you can copy and paste, you can pass. Can you read? Can you, you know, what I'm saying, can you turn something in on time? You can pass, dude. That's that's it's easy. Um, but he was like, "Oh man, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about going to college, and, and you know, what I'm saying, I'm just not sure, but." Uh, and he was like, yeah, but okay. Okay. The the real point is I, I was really proud because everyone, even the security guard, even people who are older than me, like here in Kentucky, a lot of these people have not gone to college. And these are a lot of white people. They have not gone to college. And for me, it's kind of upsetting. Like, dog, what the fuck are y'all doing? But you know, so I had to realize my privilege. Like not everybody's able to go. Um, but just as a black man, I was proud because not, not a lot of black people have degrees. But to be in a community in, in Louisville, Kentucky, in the rural area where I see a lot, I work with purely white. I'm the only black person in my office. And and I have and I'm more educated than the room, uh, according to my documents. You know what I'm saying? I'm more educated than who's in my office. Uh, it's something that I can be proud of, as you know, what I'm saying it adds to my self-worth. So, I mean, at the end of the day, as a person of color. Um, getting that piece of paper is a real accomplishment, and so I'm glad that I finished. That, that's the biggest thing. I'm glad that I finished because I wanted to quit so many times. I'm trying to quit now, and I'm a senior. <laughs> bro, that's when it really hits. <laughs> Your senior year is like, oh, I could just, I could just leave. I could withdraw, nigga. <laughs> Literally told myself, how important is this degree to you, Brittany? <laughs> right. Yeah. How, how much? You have to be your biggest motivator. I don't like school. I like school. You know, like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to finish. I'm going to just, you know, put my head down and go through it. Yeah. But, like, I, I have no opposition of, like, 
if you can find something that you have that you can do for the rest of your life, or that you feel comfortable doing for the rest of your life, that don't involve school, I feel like you can go all in on that. As long as it's a good idea, you got that planned out too. You know, I would most definitely like a path like that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's also important for them, um, like the listeners, to understand that college isn't for everyone. Don't feel bad if you're one of those people who don't want to go. Yeah. Like, they took all billionaires for literally set for life, and they now one of these kids, I mean, like, people stepped on a college campus. If you got a plan, just go for it. I mean, like, for me, I personally love school. I still like the school I'm at currently. But, however, I'm going to push through because it is my senior year, and it kind of be stupid for me to leave during my senior year. But, you know, yeah, if you got a plan, just go for it. Don't feel bad if you don't want to go to college. Like, even if your mama, like, always on your ass, talking about go to school, go to school, just tell her to, like, leave you alone. Like, you can <laughs> Uh, it's probably the cons to both going and not going. Yeah. You really, I hate to sound cliche, but you really just gotta do what's best for you. Whatever you feel is the best. You know, Period. a lot of people don't have the money. If Period. you don't have the money, you shouldn't be doing nothing that you ain't got the money for. My mama was yeah. like that when I was <laughs> You feel me? So, you You gotta understand that all your decisions are gonna reflect you and nobody else. Yeah. You can't take it. need to join this prank. Go to class, my nigga. <laughs> go to class, big fella. Take your ass to class, big fella. You don't need to be barking, big fella. Come on. Nah. That shit is hilarious. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, college is good, man, but just have a plan. I think that's the more of the story is like, what is your plan? Uh, you know what, what What frustrates me is people who who want to, you know, be an entrepreneur, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go, um, you know, I'm here for a business degree to start my, so I can start my business. I'm like, bro, I've started two businesses. You don't need a degree for that. That's something you don't need a degree. But whatever, whatever reassures you, whatever makes you more confident in something that you feel uh, you lack expertise on. But, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, if you don't need to go to college, don't go. If you don't need to go to college, do not go, um, unless you have a game plan, unless you know what you're going to get out of it. What is it going to do for you? How is it going to prepare you, propel you? Um, yeah. Uh, well, you can go to college, you know, just because what you major in, that don't really got to be your life neither, you know what I'm saying? And, and oftentimes it's not. Some things are a means to an end. Yeah, yeah, it could be a means to an end. I, I think I'm, I know someone. I'm not sure if I know someone or if I heard of someone who I think went to. Uh, 
nursing school, but started some other business or some shit. Like, I don't even remember. I, think, yeah, that, I, I know that's smart for that. You know, ever heard like Hour Glam or whatever? No. Nah, make weaves and shit. No, nah, what's oh, up? This, this one shorty went to nursing school and she, you know, got a degree and shit. She really had a deal with like, you know, getting weaves and making weaves and shit. And she ended up doing that with her shit. Well, like, now she got the biggest little weave companies. Like, especially around this area, because I know, like, Nicki Minaj can buy some weed from her and shit like that. She charged it 200 Damn. 200 Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj out there like that? I thought at least her hair was real. Shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Her bar is like... Her bar is not even real. I tell all my hoes. Break it out. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Um. All right. So to close out, what's your what's your last remark? Um. To I mean, y'all kind of y'all kind of closed it out already, but just any last remark to a high school student or someone, um, in college right now. What's your message? Finish. Uh. Don't finish. Whatever. What you got for them? Um. I would just say finish it out. You know, if you're there already, and you know you don't have Some of these kids fail, you know what I'm saying, and, and that might seem harsh. No, it might seem harsh, but but it, it helps you grow, man. Like I hope you fail so that so that you know what it's like to be down, and you don't want to taste that ever again. Um, and you bounce back even harder, you know what I'm saying? Because I've failed a class, I've failed at organizations, um, I've failed sometimes uh, what seemed to be myself. 
Um, but each time I was able to get back up. So I, I pray that you fail, and I pray that you also have the will to um, persevere and get back up, you know what I'm saying, and that, that you pass that along to your next human being who comes after you. Uh, uh, another thing is for the people in school right now, if you feel like you got to take a break, dude, take a break because, you know, life comes at you in various forms. Like, shit is real out here, so don't put yourself down because you're not on your timeline. Or and I know in my culture, like, as a Nigerian or, or even people from, like, other countries, we get we get so bogged down by not graduating in four years or four and a half um, or not getting the degree that our, our people usually strive for, like the doctor, lawyer, engineer. Um, but no one could take away your passion, so... Um, don't be bogged down um, by anyone else's timeline. Do what's best for you, uh, and, and on God's time, you'll get it, man. So I think those are some those are some big. Uh, okay. This is not a race at all. It's no, not. It's not. It's a not. Race. You should compare yourself to nobody else when you're doing it, bro. You just gotta show you. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody got their own pace. Like, when nobody does the same car, you know, play with the one you got. <laughs> My dad just told me last week was Rome built in one day. No, no, you have to take your time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I get it. I mean, as funny as it is, Rome was not built in one day. So take your time and make yourself prepare, prepare and propel yourself to magnificence and excellence. All right, man. Think about it. Oh, shit. Uh, sign off. Hey, y'all, y'all want to drop y'all social media one more time for them that didn't hear? Follow me on Snapchat, Brett. With two T's, underscore farmer. Follow me on Instagram now. Two underscores, farmer again. And on Facebook, my name is just Brittany Farmer. It's B-R-I-T-T-A-M-I. And that's it. Just follow me. Also, on Twitter, at 10 Stacks. Or on Snapchat, at Austin 10 Stacks. They spell it, because they might not know. Oh, it's not with a Z. It's T-E-N-S-T-A-C-K-S. On Twitter, and on Snapchat, it's AUS10STACKS. See what I did there? Y'all did. <laughs> That's a bad. I'm going to have, I'm going to drop y'all's uh, whatever in the um, in the bio, in the in the description so they know. Yeah, so I got y'all. All right, man, listeners, think about it and transcend.